This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, where, where did we pick up from? Hi, yeah. everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Rise and shine, jerks. It's football time. Send your wife to brunch, ship the kids off to grandma's, and tell your girlfriend you're busy. He loves his wife, and he takes care of his kids, and he's got a good life. The Sinner and the Saint are here to get you ready for the weekend's gridiron action. We're going to get you all set up with everything you need to know about what's going on in college football this Saturday. Frostbrood Coors Light presents the Sinner and the Saint tailgate show with gluten-free former Beavers fullback Will Darkins. Here's your host and junior varsity legend, Luke Anderson on 1080. The fan. It's just an unfortunate side effect of beer plus football plus just being an idiot. Football! Hey, 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 kids! Happy friggin' Saturday. Another edition of The Center and the Saint. And we're kicking off the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl right now on ABC. Don't change the channel. We'll keep you up to date. On everything that's going on between North Carolina A&T and Grambling. A&T? Yeah, A&T. Is that North Carolina A&T? Is that abbreviated or is that like an acronym? I'm going with North Carolina A&T in this one. I think uh, over Grambling. North Carolina A&T. as in A and. Oh, and T. A, A, also T. Arts and Tech? Arts, yes. Arts and Technical Institute. A-N-T. Uh, try to get me their mascots. I was looking for them, but I couldn't find them. I don't know what Grambling is either. At least I've heard of Grambling. I think they're like a B. A B? Like a, a buzzing B. A bee. bumblebee? North Carolina Architectural, or I'm sorry, Agricultural and Technical State University. Ah! Uh, agricultural and technical. We have the technical correct. They're the bulldogs. The bulldogs. All right. What's uh, Grambling? What's their mascot? Let me see. Grambling State. Just Grambling. I think they dropped. Oh, the it's state. just Grambling. Well, it appears so. No, it's Grambling State, I'm and they're the looking- Tigers. Okay. I'm looking at the Google. All right. If the That's Google what says. they're telling me. All right, Tigers against Bulldogs. Who are you taking in this matchup? Tigers and Bulldogs, give me the Tigers. It's not network TV. It's not ABC. It's a big deal. All I'm saying is Star Wars. It's commercials not a big right deal now. because there's nothing what? else. There's nothing what? else going on today. Yes, there is. Oh, do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah. Oh, you're waiting. I kind of thought uh, Las Vegas Bowl. Hello. Oh, that's true. Huh? 
Who's Duckies. that? The Oregon Ducks? The Oregon Webfoots taking on the uh, Boise State Broncos. Is Boise a state? I don't think that's accurate. That's well, a city. I th- that's what I thought. This is a huge game. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. This is an interesting game. It's a bizarre game. It's a big game? I've played in the Las Vegas Bowl, Ooh. and I'll tell you, this is the greatest Ooh. greatest bowl game you could possibly go to. <laughs> greatest. How old were you when you went? I was 21, 22. Oh, there you go. Um, it's great on two levels if you're a player. One, you don't miss Christmas, right? Because oh, yeah. you play this, and then you that. get to go home for Christmas. Ooh. That's always great. Smart. Being at a bowl during Christmas is not fun. Two, it's Las Vegas. What about What's great about Las Vegas? Uh... Pretty much everything if you're only there on a seven-day stint. Seven-day stint, you're a 22-year-old college football player. You're walking around like you own the place. You're giving $90 per diem every day. Ooh, does that go to the blackjack tables? Mm, for me, that went to liquor. Liquor. Man, that yeah. makes sense. I wasn't the gambling type. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to gamble on uh, how – because what you're doing is basically you're, you're going, all right, how many drinks can I get before I lose this money? It's kind of the way you gamble at 22, I'm guessing, anyways. So instead of gambling, you just went, I'll just buy it. It's the safe bet, and then I know how much booze I will intake. Well, it was either gambling, liquor, or hookers, and I chose liquor. And hookers. Maybe hookers. Maybe maybe hookers. Well, based on all those reasons, uh, it makes it a big game or it makes it a fun game? What's a big game in the sense of... Well, but this is Cristobal's first game well, as head coach. That's what I was going to say. So yeah. for the Ducks, this is a big game. This is a big it, game. This is, this is the a, official kickoff of the Mario Cristobal era. This is a uh, nice look into next season for Oregon. Is because it, though? It really is because Royce Freeman is not even going to play in the bowl game. Okay. Uh, I know Connie Benoit will be your primary running back, so you're still kind of leaning on that. But this is a look at a team for next year that really a lot of people are predicting could win nine or ten games with such an easy schedule. What it's if- not so much the game itself that's exciting to me, it's that you have all these factors converging. You got Cristobal, Noel Royce Freeman, and the Heisman buzz going around Justin Herbert for next season. Is is that really fair to make this the the start to the Cristobal era, though? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, right now, you've got, what, 10 days since we found out he was a head coach? About. So, you're going, alright, here you go. What, what have you done with the team since then? It's going to be Willie Taggart's offense it's going to be willie taggart's staff i mean there's going to be some wholesale changes there's no recruiting class that's coming in mario cristobal's first game is the the kickoff for next year isn't it i mean i know record wise it'll count but if you use this as a barometer of what the team's going to be next year i don't think that's fair uh i think it's different i think it's different though because of the fact that taggart left in such a dramatic fashion well sure but does he retain jim levitt no he doesn't What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, who does? Does Cristobal. Does Chris, no, he doesn't. No. So that then you're going to have a different defense next year. You're going to have a recruiting class come in that how different will it be than the one we would have seen with Willie Taggart? What's crazy, and I think it was uh, uh, Tyson Alger for the Oregonian that wrote the article, uh, but talking about the, the four-year starters or the four-year players for this team, what they've gone through. If you think about it, when Royce Freeman came there as a freshman, his first year he played in the national championship game. Yeah. And then you kind of have, all right, let's see what we do without Mariota. So you have the Vernon Adams year where they finished, what, nine and nine and four, something like that. 
and you, you dramatic put, loss. Well, but in that, the Alamo Bowl, <laughs> one of the worst losses. Terrible losses. One of the worst losses in college football lead. history. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There. There you go. Sorry. That, but that's the way that. But that season was very uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, right? So you had Jeff Locke come in who couldn't do anything. The offense absolutely stopped when when Vernon Adams was out, and then you go and you have the four win season. You fire Mark Helfrich. You bring in Willie Taggart, and now you are going into a bowl game with your third coach in four years. If you're Royce Freeman, do you regret this? Yes. Really? You, you're regretting going to Oregon? You're regretting coming back, at least. You got, you you got, got to, to play, play the national, national championship. title. No, I don't think you regret going, but Willie Taggart talked him into coming back. He could have went into the NFL, and it's, it, it's weird because we're not making a big deal about anybody skipping bowl games this year. I mean, I know there's not as big a games as Fournette and McCaffrey, but Royce Freeman's not even going to be a first round pick. He may have been a higher pick if he left after last year. Cause he had the excuse at least that he was kind of chipped up a little bit in his junior year. But now he comes back. He's going to be like somewhere between third and fifth. But everybody, on the in, but everybody in that year kind of said, Oh no, no, no. You're, you're going to go lower than that. A lot of people kind of predicted he'd even go fifth round last year. Yeah. Well, and so now you get to this year and you're completely right. He's not going to go first round. I I could see Royce Freeman going second round. If you have a, look, if you have a good combine and you have a coach or an organization that really looks at him and sees what's so great about him, which is the combination power speed. He understands running from the spread, but he also understands, or at least you would kind of think he would understand how to run uh, from under center. Uh, I mean, he, he's a great pickup if you can get him in the second round. And I think recently you've seen more NFL teams invest in running backs. I mean, you had Fournette and McCaffrey get yep. drafted in the first round last Zeke, year. Zeke Elliott the year Zeke before. Elliott. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I think there's a chance. I mean, obviously Saquon Barkley is going to be the first guy going off the board, yep. but and he's playing in a bowl game. He is. Yeah. He's healthy, ready to go. Yeah, he's a better person all around than Royce Freeman. <laughs> so obviously he's going to be a higher pick. Yes. So now looking at the game, no Royce Freeman. Does It doesn't really change anything for the Ducks to go into it. I mean, does the win, I don't know, justify anything? I mean, does it does it mean anything to you? Does it, does it uh, project anything the next year? Are you really going to take whatever happens in the Las Vegas Bowl as, all right, this is how the Mario Cristobal is I think if I'm go. a Ducks fan, no, probably not, because you feel like the entire year. Like, if I'm a Ducks fan, I'm looking at this entire year as a, I kind of got screwed, right? You got screwed in the first sense that Herbert got hurt during a time where, actually, you probably could have won nine games. And okay. second, you just lost your coach to Florida State after one season, and he had promised players, after we found out later, he had, you know, after he had that weird impromptu press conference, he had promised players and everybody else that, no, you know, I, I want to be here. Yeah. You know, this, this is my place. I want to coach here. And so this is kind of an odd season if you're Oregon. There's this sense of accomplishment that finally you got to a bowl game after a terrible last year, but... You're also kind of starting from scratch. The recruiting kind, class is great next of. year. I get that. But this is all kind of starting from the beginning again. We have to feel out how good Cristobal is going to be. It's not going to be in this first year we're going to find out, obviously, because the talent's too good and the schedule's way too well, th- easy. Well, that and a job will come up and he'll leave for Florida just like Willie Taggart did. But You think he's going to take off too? No, oh God, I hope not. I I Listening to his press conference, I honestly don't think so. Uh, he does. He's, he's got pretty strong roots in Florida with being a Cuban, uh, a first-generation Cuban-American. His parents still live in Florida. If the Miami job came open, maybe, but I don't even see that happening. I think think he's... 
I think he's aware of everything that it went through. The fact that there was a petition by 70-plus players to keep him there, I think that's one bright spot in the whole thing, and I think that endears him to the school. But he's the one that's kind of living in the chaos. Like, that's the thing about Willie Taggart leaving. I don't think he knows what this did to the Oregon program. I don't think he cares. I mean, I don't think it was an easy decision for him. I'm not saying he's like, ah, who cares about Oregon? Screw you guys. I'm out of here. Because without the Oregon job, he doesn't get the Florida State job, and that's his dream job growing up. Now, Cristobal played for Miami, won national championships, started as a grad assistant. You wonder if you look at all of the big, you know, five, power five conferences, are all of those coaches susceptible to the same thing where if your alma mater opens up and you get a chance to go back there? I mean, you see Scott Frost is at Nebraska, Jim Harbaugh's at Michigan. Now you've got Taggart, who, you know, grew up a Florida State fan, just took the, you know, the job there. Is this something that everybody would do? I don't I don't necessarily think it is. Cristobal looks like your high school girlfriend's pissed off dad, true or false? <sighs> no, I don't think so. You don't see that? No, he's a little bit bigger than that. He looks like a he looks like an angry gym teacher. Yeah. Yeah. He looks he looks he looks like a gym teacher that really wants you to put everything you have into Red Rover. Yes. Like an elementary school PE teacher that is just working his way up to be a high school teacher. Yeah, and your your resistance to doing his drills threatens his sexuality somehow. He looks he looks like the gym teacher that wants to be you at horse so bad, and he will go. And what he does is he shoots ten footers. Yes, and you shoot threes, and he just all he does is knock down. He knows how to win. He knows bank shot ten footers all day long. That's, I, that's who he looks I like. I couldn't play for this guy, and I've never met him in my life, so... Yeah, but did you hear him talk? Did you listen to the press conference? I listened to the press he conference, doesn't sound every like he coach looks. at every press conference sounds controlled. Oh, so I don't think Edwards. he sounded controlled. That's, that was, that's actually the thing that I liked. I don't think he sounded controlled at all. He was nervous. He had all this energy going. He, I think he sounded genuine. I don't think it sounded scripted at all. He's doing impressions of his mom. He's out there. He's talking about how, you know, how much of a mess it was at FIU. He didn't, he didn't try to go, hey, listen, we had, a, we had a rough go of it. He's telling genuine stories that didn't sound contrived. It was just, hey, it was a bad situation. I learned a lot from, from Nick Saban. I'm very happy to be here. These kids are the reason I'm back in Keeps, he kept stopping and like pointing out guys like, yeah, I'm talking to you back there. Those guys. Hey! Those hey, my bros. Jimmy! That's why I'm here! That, that whole thing seemed genuine to me. Now, it could be all BS. I don't know. I mean, I've been, I don't, not all that invested in it. He kind of, he gives me that, he gives me that irky feel. Uh, after I read this registered guard article about it, because they were kind of they were doing kind of a season wrap up with him talking about how he's getting ready for next season, and they're like, "Well, aren't you worried that you're too far behind at this point? Like in terms of, um, that's you know, a stupid question. Well, you know, you yeah, get, but that's a stupid question. But you get to the job to, late. I know, but what's he supposed to say? Yeah, I feel well, like I'm way behind the eight ball. This is what he goes. Go. He goes. Well, I think I could answer that question if you drive by the complex every Saturday night. And see my light on at one a.m. I'm like, oh, barf, dude, shut up. Oh, like, shut up. That's I don't want to hear that. That's a better answer. There's two. There's two ways. I give would've... me the Chip Kelly, like roll my eyes and like <laughs> next question. I'll take that over the. Oh, really? Well, well, I'll answer your question with my show of macho 
Like I'm better than you. I could kick your ass right now. No, but I don't think that's what that is. I think it's the listen. I'm putting in the work. I'm not behind because so I'm just putting say in- that. Don't 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 give me that. If you drive at one a.m., why the hell am I out in Eugene at one a.m.? That's if I'm an exactly adult? his point. You're not up working when I'm up working. You're out having a a wine cooler with your buddies and and and. You're talking about Chardonnay and cheeses. Yeah, playing video games. I guess what I'm doing? I'm working on next year for the Ducks because this Duck team is going to win a national championship. And I hope they play Florida State. Punch Willie Taggart right in the mouth. He's got a hot wife. Does he? I didn't see Oh, yeah. Really? Beautiful the, kids, hot wife. Giant meathead football player, pro, hot wife? You don't see that a lot. Oh, huh, that's, a, that's a change. Hey, did you know that there's more than just the Las Vegas Bowl going on? Uh, no, I was actually thinking that was the only form of entertainment. Did I mention the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl that's going on right now? What's the score? My TV doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, I think it's zero to zero. Oh. 11 and one Grambling against undefeated North Carolina A&T, Agriculture and Technology. The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. <laughs> Strong on the side of the Bulldogs. Also, we've got NFL today. We've got a ton to get to. More Center and Saint when we return. This is 1080 The Fan. That's right. We're playing this music because it's officially bowl season, the best time of the year. That's why? I think so. Or Christmas. Christmas. Oh, is it? I thought this was bowl season music. I told you, we still have another show before Christmas. This is going to be two weeks of Christmas music. I want to play like five songs each week. Plenty of Christmas songs. How many people? How many people know that who sings this song? We're trying to share new Christmas music with people. Bridgeport Beers text line five five three zero five. There are this. two ways to participate in this show. The Bridgeport Beers text line, of course, five five three zero five. You do not have to drink Bridgeport beers to participate in that, but it is recommended. Also, Twitter page at Center Saint ten eighty. Speaking of Twitter, we have a poll up. Ooh, yeah, good call. Poll on Twitter is, how do you like your NFL? The 70s when men were men. The 80s, the invention of the West Coast offense, revolutionized football, I say. The 90s, I miss Favre and Elway. Or today's NFL. We'll get to that in the next hour. Maybe I'm going to give them a preview of it. That's a good tease. It's a great tease. Oh, I have opinions wait. on that. I cannot wait. 90s wait. is winning so far. Oh, is it? Yeah. There's, your, there's your tease. Uh, so, uh, bowl season is officially kicked off. Uh, celebration Bowl underway. I don't even know what division of football this is, to be quite honest with you. It's... Because it does not show So, wait, they have other bowl games other than Division One. I, I kind of didn't know that. I thought all we bowl games playoffs. were Division One. Well, listen, it's on Isn't right Isn't that now. it? I don't know. Celebration Bowl's on. If you can tell me what division uh, Grambling and NCANT are. I have no frigging clue. You Anyways. know what's the best part about uh, any bowl game is the gifts? Because players get gifts. Jeez, man, you just keep rubbing it and then you play college football. It's you play bowl great. games. Uh, we played in the Emerald Nuts Bowl. Is that the one in El Paso? I crap you not, we got nuts. Of course you did. Why would you not? Well, because we were kind of joking before time, because most bowl uh, gifts can, are pretty sweet. Like, can we um, isolate? Uh, I crap you not. We got nuts. Like, yeah, somewhere we should probably use that. Crap you not. I got nuts. Yeah, make sure we make sure we mark that somewhere. Sun Bowl. I got a PS3. Now that's which nice. blew my mind. Sun Bowl was played El Paso. That's the El Paso one. What's the Emerald Nuts Bowl? I asked if it that was, was El San Paso. Francisco. Now the gift Jeez, I was asked not you. great. Okay. 
It was nuts. And then a jacket. Yeah, and but that you was got to it. go to, it's better to play in San Francisco than El Paso. A little bit. Yeah. It, it was a lot more fun going there because in El Paso, yeah. they basically said, don't go to Juarez or you'll get killed. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, some of our players, went players actually killed. went to Juarez. Yeah. Did anybody get killed? No, no one got killed. A bunch of people bought weed, though. Did they sell drugs in Mexico? Yeah. That was the first I had heard oh, of it. It's interesting. But, 55305. Did you know they sold drugs in Mexico? Interesting. So then, are those only two bowl games you played that, in? That, uh, no, and then I played in the Las Vegas Bowl. And what did you get at the Las Vegas Bowl? Las Vegas Bowl, I got a Who's pair a of uh, Sony headphones. And then what the hell else did I get? I got I something know. else. You're the one that brought up the whole thing. Sony. Look at Sony. PlayStation and headphones. Oh, and the Brute Samba, I also got some uh, cologne. Ooh. It smelled awful and I never used. <laughs> the Brute Sun Bowl. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, hey, uh, it's... What do you get in the RNL Carrier New Orleans Bowl? Besides getting to go to New Orleans, that's pretty good. That's the official kickoff of the uh, FBS Bowl games. That's at 10 o'clock today. Um, let's kind of run through this list. We've already talked about it at uh, 1230. You've got the Las Vegas Bowl. Are you going to watch the Las Vegas Bowl? Are you excited to see the Crystal Ball area kickoff? I'll watch some of the Las Vegas Bowl. I actually watched the Mountain West Championship game for a little bit because Marcus Marion, yeah. yeah, was Fresno's the uh, quarterback at Fresno State. And uh, Boise State does not look very good. I think Oregon's probably going to blow them out. We'll okay. get to that later in Crystal Balls. But yeah, they're, it, it's not going to be a pretty game. Join the conversation if there's a bowl game that you care about. 55305 Bridgeport Beers text line. I'm just kind of going to roll through these. I, I'm interested. By the way, the RNL Carriers is a freight shipping and logistics company. I know. So I have Obviously. no frigging yeah. clue what you would get as a gift. Uh, well, here's. Here's one. Uh, I'm guessing you get a bag of potatoes. The uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl is going to be played on Friday. How awful is that? For your bowl game, you have to go to Idaho. Well, here's. <laughs> you want, can I can I make it worse for you? Yeah, please. You're leaving Wyoming to go to Idaho. Oh. That is that's Central Michigan, Wyoming. The only right this will be interesting if Josh Allen is playing, but he's still up in the air about it. So yeah, that'll be kind of your last shot to see him before he becomes an NFL draft pick. Uh, are you scrolling through with me to see if you can find it? through a little bit. Uh, the bowl I would really want to go to is the Bahamas Bowl, man. You want to go to it and play in it? Or Friggin' yeah. Dude, I don't care at that point. nobody watching that. Look, if you're as bad as Ohio or UAB and you actually get to go to a bowl game, why the hell wouldn't you want to at least go to the Bahamas Bowl? Like, yeah. would you rather have a better record on the year and go to the Idaho Potato Bowl or like Ooh. get five games, like win five games, and they're like, okay, we got to just fill this spot, Ohio. So just here, we'll give you a free trip to the Bahamas well, you with get gifts. Real, you get really bizarre games too because it's it's hard to decide how they divide up who plays. Like Southern, Southern Mississippi had a nice uh, season, whatever. They finish eight and four. They get to play a six and six Florida State, and they're going to get housed. It's not even going to be close. It's a 15-point spread right now, but Florida State, if they care enough, will go in and just destroy them. But that's your prize for a nice season. I just don't know how they decide who plays who. That's the walk-ons Independence Bowl. I don't know what walk-ons is. Are you serious? It's yeah. called the walk-ons? Yeah. Oh, this one's going to be good. 6-6 six and six Texas against 7-5 and five Missouri in the Academy Sports Outdoor Texas Bowl. Your Texas, you're playing in the Texas Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what you get for and, but being they, the most just mediocre, say, like overinflated team it, ever. Oh, I was gonna say, is it played in Austin? It's played in Houston, I guess. Well, ah, guys, we made it to a pool game. We're going to Houston. Yeah. As you get closer to Christmas, or I'm sorry, New Year's Eve, you start to get a little bit better games. Are you interested in any of the Pac-12 
uh, teams outside of uh, USC playing in an actual big game. Uh, Stanford, TCU, and the uh, Valero Alamo Bowl. Well, yeah, you got to look at Penn State, Washington. That's the Fiesta Bowl. I think sure, that's okay. a really big game. Yeah, to that's look a big. At. That's a big. Um, that's a huge game to look Washington at. Washington State, Michigan two, State. You have two huge NFL prospects in it. You have Saquon Barkley yeah. and uh, Pettis. Uh, Washington State, Michigan State in the San Diego uh, County Credit Union's Holiday Bowl. Which, That's that sounds about right, and both, that sounds awful. That sounds like those two teams should play each other, and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible watch. Is this Luke's yeah. Falk's last chance at being uh, considered being white a good... and a quarterback in No, I think football? he's had plenty of chances. I think yeah. that's his last chance in college to college football, yes. His last chance for what? To prove anything for the NFL draft. To prove... That dude is going to get killed in the NFL. Thank you. Okay, he, yep, like, that's all like I him under center, I don't know what that's going to look like. It'll <laughs> look like some spider human crouching down over a human body. Like, how awkward does he look? Ugh. Just and sitting in the pocket, and every, scared as hell. And every interview he says, you know, he's like, I'm gonna, I want to be the next Tom Brady. I watch everything he does. Except for you hold on the ball forever until you get creamed and yes. you get pulled out of every road game that you play in. Yes, you got, you got pulled given by Mike Leach who will who's apt to do that at times but you got pulled yeah what do you think you're one of the best quarterbacks actually in the yeah, country that yeah. you could do that you're not one of those sneaker guys like Russell Wilson is where it was like yeah. we knew he was good but we didn't know it was well, that he, good. he left NC State to go play baseball then yeah. went to Wisconsin yeah exactly yeah, or uh, who's another one of those I guess Kirk Cousins was kind of that mm, yeah. like in college like we kind of knew he was good but we didn't know he would be this good yeah, I think that's probably fair. Uh, Tony Romo was definitely one of those guys that nobody saw I didn't on the even radar. No, he was in. Yeah, nobody yeah. even knew he played college. So, um, so okay, you're take. Are you taking Washington, uh, Penn State over USC, Ohio State? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Washington game only because I, I think that USC Ohio State game is going to be a bit of a womp womp. and it's because you have two teams that feel like they should be somewhere else. Hmm. Like I think USC underneath kind of inherently feels like they should have gotten a spot in the playoff yeah, only but that, because but wasn't that USC Penn State last year and that was a great game that was a great game but you also have an Ohio State team that got just beat to hell by Wisconsin I mean they won but they got yeah. beat to hell in the process doing it which thank God I'm glad they didn't make the playoff yeah. I think they would have just gotten killed by Clemson sure I really do um, so but they have four I, I think you have prep for a game. It's I, not a New Year's Eve bowl. But I it's, think you'll have two teams that might underwhelm themselves. And I think what made the Rose Bowl so great is because for some reason, whenever anybody plays in the Rose Bowl, you get that you get that extra sense of kind of motivation to play. If you turn into this, uh, tune into this show for news, I should probably tell you that that game's played on uh, the 29th, and then on uh, Saturday the 30th, that'll be Penn State Washington. Um, do you think this is going to be a great game, though? Washington's been kind of underwhelming most of the year. Like their yeah. offense never really got rolling. I mean, the I guess I almost want to see them get their ass kicked just to <laughs> prove that they weren't as good as everybody put them out to be. Like I have the same feeling about Washington State too. Like all year, even when they were undefeated, I was just kind of like, you know what, Washington State's really not that great. They're yeah. just not. And I say that they suck every single year and everybody gives me crap about it because they say, well, how can you say they suck? They're always ranked in the top 25. They suck because they always do well at the start of the season and then they just severely disappoint at the end. Yeah. Like you can just tell when they're going to start losing. Like you just go, yeah, here, here it is. Here it comes. Here's that losing streak. Here it comes. Shouldn't one of these be a New Year's Day game? Uh, your your last one that is before New Year's Day is Wisconsin-Miami. I feel like some of these should be New Year's Day games. 
I guess. But they're not. Do you have like a bowl tradition that you do? No. You don't no. like get up on uh, New no, Year's Day like and Christmas watch the morning. New Year's Day games? We talked about this last week. I, I get way more excited for the final th- throws of the NFL season where you've got all of these different playoff scenarios. That's kind of what I get jacked up for. And the great thing about that is uh, tonight you get one of those games that matters. When you start having Saturday NFL games down this stretch and we have San Diego and the Kansas City playing tonight. That is so overhyped. How, really? Why? Because I, I, I hate that narrative that the Chargers are the, like the hottest team in the NFL. Well, it's the friggin' Chargers, dude. Just wait. They'll lose. Just wait. It's like they're like Washington State. All I have to do is just wait and you'll see it coming and you go, yep, here's where it is. I've, I've told you this. I've always hated the San Diego Chargers, but I love the Los Angeles Chargers. They're my favorite team in football. You just jumped on the bandwagon. No. Hey, we had this preseason. I told you. I'm, I'm a big Philip Rivers fan now. Decent fellow. He's got he's probably ninth kid on the way by this time. And he's, Does he have a lot of kids? He's got eight kids, yeah. You didn't know Why? That? Because he's got millions of dollars and he can afford enough nanny staff to take care of eight How kids. How angry are those kids? Oh, those kids are wonderful. Just just pissed yep, off I'm, I'm, I'm all about Phil. I always hated him when he was in San Diego, but just moving up the street, playing yeah. in a soccer stadium, nobody's showing up, losing your first four games, and then going on this roll. San Diego Chargers are going to be playing in the Super Bowl for the AFC. And you watch. You just watch. They're There's gonna no win the whole damn hell. thing. Good they're gonna Lord. they're gonna host a playoff if they win the AFC West. They're gonna host a playoff game in that stupid little soccer stadium. Who are who's the Chargers head coach? Uh, Vance Joseph. I I couldn't even freaking answer that. Oh. Vance Joseph. Yeah, buddy. God, yeah, they're that, just a nightmare. Oh, shut up! They're the like, best. Why couldn't they? They're just, the best story in football. Why couldn't resurgent they just die from and the go ashes away? of an owner that hated them and an entire city excommunicated? They're just up the road from San Diego. Everybody's like, we're not going to watch that crap. They wouldn't even let them play in the Coliseum because they have some hundred year rule that you can't have two NFL teams playing in one stupid stadium. They won't let them play in the Rose Bowl, so they have to play in this garbage dump of a little soccer stadium that holds 20,000 people. They couldn't even fill it up, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's a championship for the Los Angeles Chargers. How do you like that? Just because you're loud doesn't mean the Chargers are good. They're going to beat the Chiefs tonight. By the way, 55305 Bridgeport Beers text line. Everybody got the answer to that. It was bad religion. Origin. More Christmas music and Blazers talk. Huh? Two wins in a row. Are the Blazers on their way to a championship? That's next after the news. <laughs> you're so I tried. You're just you're just overzealous today. <laughs> hey, you can be talking about the Chargers, I get fired up. So I need to apologize to everybody. <clears throat> Especially you because you don't know you, you can't fact check anything I say because you don't know anything. But I have the and that's fair and mean. The, well, oh, I'm sorry. Was that mean? Yeah, it's mean and fair. Okay. Uh, I had the coach wrong for the Chargers. It's Anthony Lynn. But I was trying to remember. I was like, oh, it's uh, it was the Chargers-Broncos game when uh, Dummy was talking about uh, Vance he Joseph. Having the time of his life. <laughs> and then I just had it backwards. But anyway. Sergio Dip. Yeah, because they were in San Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Monday night game, the second Having Monday the time night of his life. So, anyways, that's why that's that's what I used as a reference point for that. And uh, I mean, he is having the time of his life. Man, that's so good. I hope he comes back. Looking forward to it in some capacity. He'll be on Dancing with the Stars for some reason, and everybody will be like Sergio, who? And then you'll hear the clip again, and you'll go, (laughs) "Oh yeah, I remember that guy. Oh, that guy. He's maybe that was 
probably one of the best highlights of the NFL season so far. Yeah, it is. It's been terrible. Literally, this has been an awful NFL season. We'll get more into that, but I, I hold a strong opinion on that. So far, the NBA season is starting off fantastically. Unless you're a Blazers fan. Mm. Blazers are kind of meh. They're not terrible. They're on a two-game win streak. 15 and 13. We got above 500. Yeah, they're just going to kind of hover around there all year, if I had to guess. But... You kind of alluded to it a little bit in the Sports Center update there. The Rockets have not lost a game with Chris Paul. No, which is interesting because he got hurt at the start of the season. For, and first then game. They, they, yeah, and they went on they went on like a four-game winning streak after he got hurt. And you and they I were, were great. Both, they were great when he was out. And yeah. you're like, how is he gonna fit in when they come back? They and you and I were both saying that, like, yeah. hey, maybe they're better without Chris Paul, but but you didn't they're have, even you didn't better have, with him. But you didn't have a sample size. Like, you didn't know. Like, you couldn't figure it out. And that was even when the trade happened. You're like, all right, two ball-dominant players going to one place. That's not going to work. Right, Oklahoma City? Oh, they have three. They have but still, three, yeah. But still, like... Really, too, because Paul George isn't that ball-dominant. Eh, he was in Indiana because nope. nobody was there. Yeah. But Indiana's better for not having him. They booed him fantastically when he got there. Melo's now going back to New York. They don't expect the same reception for him. But Indiana hates... Paul George now. He kind of demanded to get out of there. And you know who I'm really starting to love? Uh, Zach Collins. Are you really? How could you not love Zach Collins? Listen, he's the future. Oh. He's the future. Three rebounds and a block. Nine points uh, on their Wednesday night game. And then he got benched versus the Magic. Well, because Nurkic was back. Yeah, Yeah. Yusuf Nurkic was back. Zach Collins. uh, Did he show a flash that made you think maybe he could be a good NBA player? No, he didn't. Not whatsoever. I, I, I mean, you know, what I, do you what do you want from a seven foot, hundred and eighty pound rookie center in the NFL, in the NBA? I want you to get off my team. Why? Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Because he, there's no real spark in how he plays. Really, everything he does, and I hate to say it, and I know it sounds kind of contrite, but he he's literally Myers Leonard. He no, is. No, he's not. He he's is watching him play. Hey, you know what? Let's wait until this season. I bet you'll start developing a three-pointer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet when he shoots it, it'll be like the longest release ever. And it'll <laughs> not go in very much. <laughs> he, so, he's just looking more and more every day like Myers Leonard. Yeah, and it's you, more and more looking like we broke the golden rule in the NBA past 2010. Don't take another Myers Leonard. Don't <laughs> take a large white guy. Just don't do it. Unless his name's Dirk Nowitzki, don't draft a large white guy. I just... It's so easy to make that comparison because Myers Leonard is on the team, still on the team. Go Myers! Is he? Love you, buddy. Yeah, he didn't. The reason Collins got the start is because Myers had a little puke fest, he which is a very Myers Leonard thing to do. It's like, all right, starting center's out, ready for your thing. I got the barfs, coach. Oh yeah, he was out with a stomach flu. Again. Yeah, he got the barfs. He's barfs. He did that. Oh no, Zach Collins did that. What? You remember he was supposed to play in the first game of the season and he got a stomach flu and he couldn't do it. They're the same guy. Uh-oh. That's not good. See, this isn't good, man. I thought, is Myers Leonard on the team in some other capacity? Is he like an HR He's great now? at practice. Oh, like he works in the accounting department yeah. for the Blazers? Like, why don't they just make him like a tour guide for the Rose, or I'm <laughs> he, sorry, the Moda Center? He does Moda Center tours in the yeah. thing. Yeah, but he does it like on uh, one of those bicycle uh, carts like that they have for the beer tours, and you can kind of sit around, and everybody helps pedal, and he just talks about it. Or he could do it on a... Um, one of those things called the standing hover things. 
on a oh, hoverboard. Yeah, or, the, yeah, the hoverboards. Yeah, he could do it yeah, on a hoverboard. No, no, he would do it on a Segway. The, the hoverboards yes. are too modern. He would do Segway tours around the Rose Guy. He's like, everybody watch your heads. Oh, wait, you're not seven foot. And he'd have a bunch of corny jokes like that that he'd do every time. Yeah. You do the tour twice, and it's exactly the same both times. Yeah, same it's, jokes, same oh, timing. Exactly. Oh, it's just, it feels very scripted, but there's a couple, you're like, well, that's kind of funny. And then you do it again, you're like, it's the exact same joke you did sure last time. I just heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, two-game winning streak. <laughs> I don't know. I, I watched some of the Magic game last night. I couldn't. I thought they were going to lose at a certain point. Yeah, they always, like they we said. Did, in, every, in every game, the Blazers managed to keep that 17-point lead, man. Yeah, but they convince you that they're going to lose every game, and they convince you that they have a chance to win every game. It's, it's very up and down. But, again, going back to the NBA as a whole, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting storylines. And they just don't revolve around the Portland Trail Blazers. They're just kind of a team that's meh. Well, we said at the start of the season, right, they had to win, like, what, 50 games to have a chance for that four spot. Yeah, probably. Around there. Um, It's looking more and more likely like they're not going to get that four spot. Well, yeah, but again, does it really matter if you're four, five, six? Well, yeah, because you get home court. Okay. That's a huge thing for the Blazers. I mean, it really is. 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 This year, it's not. I mean, they have a downswing. They get Luckily, they get an East Coast road trip so they can go and win. They're a better team on the road there this year. Yeah, playoff basketball is a little bit different, though. I get that, but I, I don't think it ultimately will change the way that their season finishes, whether or not they're the four or the six. They're still going... They're still going to end up first round exit or second round exit. They're not going to compete for a championship. They're just a meh team. It's kind of sitting there in the middle. But the tricky thing is that when you look and project this team down the road, if you hate Zach Collins this much, what's the future of this team? Aminu's not going to get any better. Evan Turner's not going to get better. You kind of know what you have with Damon CJ. Nurk doesn't seem to be the same player he was in that 20-game stretch last year. Where's your promise? Where's your future if it's not Zach Collins or Caleb Swanigan or whoever? You don't have a bunch of young guys developing into superstars in, in the next two years. Is Pat Connaughton going to be a, a game-changer and a borderline all-star? Doubt it. <sighs> not saying he won't. I just doubt I'm it. just saying... He definitely won't. No. I'm saying 100%. Yeah. But but where where's where do you see this team getting better? Even if it's just this season, what can they do to improve? Is it solidifying their lineup and all of a sudden they're going to compete with the Rockets and Warriors? Well, I think the trade deadline might become pretty important. And That's what we're talking about. I think the trade deadline, you might see some movement of players that you really don't want to see go, but you need are, to are, see go. Are you willing to give up? CJ? Is that no, what you're, you're, willing about? To, you're willing to give up somebody like Evan Turner and package yeah, a couple of why other would, things. Er, er, other than Damon CJ, 55305, Bridgeport Beers text line, other than Damon CJ, is there anybody that you would be upset in the least if they left? And I don't think anybody would. I mean, you could package Evan Turner with Nurk and send him away, and I wouldn't care. I mean, Nurkic was, was, again, he hasn't been the same player he was last year. He even said he just kind of throws stuff up. Last year it all went in. This year none of it does. I don't know how much I value think, you'd get from Nurkic at this point. That's yeah. another fair point. He was a malcontent in Denver. He came over. He had a he's little bit of a flash. To look like it now. There you go. And now yeah. he's going back to that. But I, I, think, I think the move, if you're the Blazers, is C.J. McCollum. He's. It's not that he's not a great. He's just too similar to Damian Lillard. Man, I don't even think he's. Because I, I would have agreed with you at some point, but now after watching these last two games, I think he's even kind of different than Damian Lillard in that, like, if CJ's running the offense, 
that's it. It's CJ. Yeah. I don't know if CJ actually knows how to operate an offense from the point. I mean, when he's the only guy out there, it just turns into how can he score? I get it. He's a really great shooter and he can penetrate well, but it's just like, dude, you know, there's other players on the team. Like after two possessions, the other team catches on to what you're doing and then it just stalls. Well, but again, that's part of the problem is there's not a different enough player on the floor that those guys can rely on. And I think that's, I think if you're the Blazers, you really start thinking about that or just fire everybody and then just cut your whole team and just start over, do the Sixers thing, be terrible for five years and they're fun to watch now. Earl Watson's needs work, doesn't he? Can't we hire him? <laughs> Bring him in. Good versus evil is next. Center and Saints, 1080 The Fan. Not all news makes the front page. So now's the time to look at the stories you may not need to know about. That was a camera shutter. But you'll be glad you did. It's time for Good versus Evil with the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. We saw you had a moment with Lonzo there. What did you have to say to him? Uh, I didn't tell him anything. I didn't tell him anything. It's not for everybody. There's enough noise out there already with Zoe, and uh, it's not for me to discuss. Who's that? What was that? That was LeBron James. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, that was him after beating the Lakers this past week, 121 to 112. This was the first meeting between James and Lakers rookie and human head with legs, Lonzo Ball. After the final buzzer, cameras caught James and Ball having a conversation on the court, but both players were covering their mouths with jerseys as to not be heard or lip read. Eventually, someone got audio of what James told him, and this is what it was. Quote, find your zone and just stay effing locked in. The media is going to ask you what I told you right now. Tell them nothing. Just be aggressive every single day. It's white noise to you. That's all it is. Do you take this as a sign that LeBron is leaving towards L.A. in 2018 or just some veteran advice? Veteran advice. I don't. I, I hope he doesn't go to L.A. First of all, so this is It'd a be kind of stupid at this It'd point. It'd be so stupid. Because you're also banking on that they'll get Paul George. Yeah, no. I think he just goes back to taking those one-year contracts to take uh, what's-his-bucket, uh, Dan... What's his name? Dan... Gilbert? Gilbert. That's what, that's what I was thinking. I was going to say Gilmore, but I knew that wasn't it. Dan Gilbert, just keep him on ice. I think he stays in Cleveland. I think it's a lot easier to make it to the finals every year through the East. And I don't think he needs to go and play with a guy like Lonzo Ball. Because what does Lonzo Ball do for him? Pass him the ball? LeBron wants the ball in his hands. He's going to keep doing that. I think he's just trying to be helpful. It's like anything, you know, whether you're running a ball or, or you're throwing the ball, there's time clocks on everything, you know, as, as far as the physical protection, the footwork, the quarterback throwing the ball. I, I thought, he, thought he had a pretty clean day. That was pastry chef impersonator and head coach of the Green Bay Packers, Mike McCarthy, talking about the return of his Golden Goose quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Tuesday night, Rodgers posted a picture on Instagram saying he's been medically cleared to play and would start against the Panthers Sunday. A-Rod suffered a broken collarbone during a game against the Vikings in mid-November. Now, the Packers are hoping to make a playoff push with number 12 back in the lineup. What chances do you give Green Bay of grabbing that wildcard spot? 11.3%. Where'd you get that number? That's actually on one of the the uh, algorithms that creates the possibilities of them ah. making it. So they need to win out uh, is the most likely scenario that they make it. And then they need, uh, essentially, they need Carolina to go 
one and two. They need to lose the next two weeks and beat the Falcons, and that would give Green Bay all the tiebreakers. But they need the the Falcons have the tiebreaker over Green Bay, so that's the tricky part. So if you see the Falcons flutter and fall, then uh, Green Bay's got a chance. But Green Bay pretty much has to win out. There's another quirky scenario where if both the Seahawks and the Rams go 11-5 and five, and everybody in the AFC South loses, uh, then they can make it in a 9-7, and seven, but it's a very, very long shot. Mike McCarthy always looks like he's running um, back from a meeting. Or, I'm sorry, he always sounds like it. He's always out of breath. I'm sure he's a heavy man. Yes, he's a very large man. I like the pastry chef reference. Nobody yeah, likes I mean, a good how can you not? Cake. How can you not play with fire? I mean, this is our job. This is our profession. You know, whenever we come out here, it's easy. You know, it doesn't matter what the record says. It doesn't matter about any of that. You know, we all got individual goals, and we try to accomplish those, accomplish those whenever we come out. That was man with a long head and Broncos linebacker Vaughn Miller. He was talking about his excitement after beating the Colts on Thursday Night Football, 25-13. to 13. One of the many issues with this game was that both teams were out of playoff contention and were honestly both got awful. Another glaring problem was the ratings. The broadcast snagged a 7.4. Uh, and for anybody not familiar with TV ratings, that's out of 13. That's the lowest for Thursday night football this season. What would have to happen on the ratings side for NFL executives to get rid of Thursday night football? Like, would they have to post like it? Like, do you think there's a cap number where they're just like, dude, if we hit that, like, we got to pull this thing. It's not even profitable at this point. Yeah, I don't know what that is because those contracts for the broadcasting is the ratings. Not only would the ratings have to dip, they would have to stay low and then they'd have to be low going into the next contract negotiation. But I think the next round of contract negotiations are going to be bizarre anyways, because I think you're going to see mobile carriers and you're going to see online uh, entertainment platforms jumping into that, too. So you wonder how much money Twitter or Facebook will put in to broadcasting NFL football games because most people aren't going through their cable provider or watching broadcast television anyways. It's going to be a very bizarre set of negotiations. But what they should do for this time is just uh, shut down the Colts and the Broncos for the rest of the year. Yeah, they really should. I don't want to watch those teams play anymore. No, I, I didn't even realize that they had played on Thursday night. Like you said, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there was that was a Thursday night. Oh, Could they should have just canceled it. Yeah, is there a point should. to going to that game? You know what? The only good thing is we don't have to flip between that on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so here's my favorite story of the week. It comes from the UK. Uh, streaming service Netflix revealed on Twitter that one of its users had watched the 2007 Jerry Seinfeld animated movie, B-Movie, 357 times in one year. It was later revealed that the user was a mother who used the movie to help her baby calm down. You have twins. Do you have a movie that you're using right now to get them to shut up? I don't. No, actually, the only time they watch TV is they watch football with me on the weekends. That's a good sign. It's the only time that I watch TV with them. I think they watch a little with my wife. They watch, uh, what does she watch, General Hospital or uh, Grey's Anatomy because those are very appropriate for children to, to get into. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, we don't. Honestly, my wife and I don't hardly watch any TV at all. Uh, they're with the nanny during the day. She doesn't watch TV with them as far as I know. So they just watch football with me. 357 times yeah. this woman watched B-movie. See, we haven't we haven't even, uh, and we'll probably have to resign to the fact at some point that we have to watch all of these, you know, kids TV shows and songs. But we don't even do like the sing-along songs. They've got a rock and roll uh, playlist that we've uh, compiled for them. And it's got a bunch of, you know, oldies and stuff from today. So we've got a nice. They'll listen to trash. 
Oh, of course you, you need to know that. No, know. no. I again, I, I, like, again, I, I had that idea too. I was like, oh, when I have my kid, I'm, I'm going to play Dylan and the Beatles for them and really try to give it. But it's like, you know, when they hit 12, they're just going to listen to complete garbage. But at that point, they're in control. Right now, we're not playing wheels yeah. on the bus. To hell you? they are. What? No. What? No. To hell they are. They have in some control. Unders- in uh, control. Oh, what? Their music. My pocketbook. That's what. Jeez, you're, I'm stern dad. You're a grumpy old stern dad. I'm Mario Cristobal of what we thought he was. <laughs> the P.O. dad who, when my daughter's 14-year-old boyfriend walks in, I'm going to I'm gonna challenge him to one-on-one in basketball. You know that's what Cristobal does. Probably. Or, or will do. I think his daughters are like four and five or something. Except for he's got boys. Mario. Right, when his Mario, boys Mario bring and home Rocco. the, the girl. Well... Well, that's not going to work then. Um, hey, listen, little girl, if you're going to date my son, you're going to have to beat me at one-on-one. Get that weak stuff out of here. If you're going to date my son, you got to drink more beer than me. <laughs> Mario Cristobal just looks like a guy who... He who, will make his. He will catch his son smoking a cigarette and make them smoke the yes, whole pack. Yes, and he will just... I'm going to sit here while you smoke that whole pack. Yeah. You like cigarettes now? I didn't think so. Here's a bucket. Throw up in there. Don't get any of that puke on my carpet, boy. Don't get it on my new Silverado. That too. He's really into his truck. Yeah, pretty confident. Silverado? Is he looking more like a Ford guy? Hey, you know what? He drives a Dodge Ram. Oh. Yeah, he does. He's a Dodge Ram. That's a Ram statement. Guy. It if is. You're driving a Dodge Ram. Not only you got to be prepared yep. for how much tail you're going to pull in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he went out and he got the aftermarket, like, full size Ram mm-hmm. as a hood ornament. Yep. So it's, it's like the full 3D. Braun or a, a steel looking ram that sits on the hood. Yeah, he's a proud Let ram you know. owner. Oh yeah. He tells people about it. he wears a jacket that says I own a Dodge Ram. Or it's a bomber jacket that is a Dodge Ram bomber jacket. Which by yeah. the way, those things exist, which oh, is sure. sad. Yeah. And then he's got a bumper sticker that says, My other Dodge Ram is your mom. Is that the thing? No, I don't think that's right. Wait. My other ride? I think that's it. We get the hell out of this segment. <laughs> NFL, it is a busy weekend, a lot of playoff implications. That is all next. We'll try to paint a beautiful picture of what it is. You're listening to The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.